Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. Hello, everyone. You look great. Mask and all. I, you're welcome. I heard you. Um, I... Wow, this service has been amazing so far. And I don't know about you, but I found myself almost like taking a deep breath just in the presence of the Lord. And today I wanna talk about identity on the right side of the cross. But I think in order to do that, we need to understand the rhythm and the breath of God. And so tonight, before we get started, I wanted you to do something with me. And when I was preparing this, I thought, oh, it'll be good and it'll be funny, but as I, like, lighthearted. But when I was worshiping, the Lord was like, no, no, no. They're breathing in me right now. And so before I get started, I, whether you're here in service or you're at home, I want you to take a deep breath in. I want you to inhale. And I want you to exhale. I want you to do it one more time. And I want you to inhale the goodness and the glory of God. And I want you to exhale out what you've been holding on to. He is so present here today. It's a really cool thing with our breath. So God created our breath uh, with purpose, on purpose with a specific design. And our breath actually, when we, it it sustains our life. Our breath actually helps our nervous system out when we breathe. It says to take some deep breaths. When we inhale, our nervous system, actually it's telling, it's fighting against that fight or flight that we've all felt probably before in our life. And when we exhale, it's actually supporting our peace and our calm. And I think about the scripture and what God says in his word about his breath, because his breath has purpose too. And so tonight, I want you to leave here today knowing that your identity on the right side of the cross looks like your original design surrendered at the foot of the cross so that you can experience a supernatural encounter with the Lord that gives you purpose like you've never had before. And so tonight, I want us to to look at three different things. I want us to look at the breath and the rhythm of God. And I want you to see that in the beginning, God breathed into man. Jesus exhaled his last breath on the cross and said, it is finished. And then when he came back to us, he breathed on us one more time. And I think there's something important to look at in the breath and the rhythm of heaven because it matters in your life. Not only does it matter in your physical body, it matters in your spirit. And so tonight, I just want us to dive into that. And my heart is that what you've experienced just in worship, that you are gonna leave here never the same. 
that God is going to touch a part of your identity that you feel like has been lost or that you feel like has been stolen. But I'm here to tell you today that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit restores what the enemy has taken, that he restores what we have sometimes even given away. And so I want us to look at, um, in the beginning, it says that God created man. And I think that it is important to start there because God, when he created the heavens and the earth, he spoke things into existence. He spoke light, he spoke water, he spoke animals, he spoke that he turned the day into the night, he gave us time, he spoke, he spoke all of those things in existence with his word. But I want us to look at what he did differently with man. And so let's look at Genesis 1, 26 and a little bit of 27. It says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and the wild animals, over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. God's design for us was simple, that we would bear and carry the image and the likeness of who he is, and that we would also rule on this side of heaven. God did not ask something that was impossible from us because he put it in us already. And I think we forget oftentimes what has actually been deposited inside of you. And it is to carry the image and the likeness of God. He put it in you. You don't have to muster this up. He put it in you. Whenever we look at Genesis 2, 7, um, it is actually talking about the creation of man. And I love what this says. It says, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. And I think about the scripture in Psalms where it says, um, he formed me in my mother's womb. He created me, he knit me together. This is God's design. It's his plan, it's his purpose to put something on the inside of you that reflects the character and nature of who he is. And I think we need to remember that I am standing here today because he breathed into mankind in the garden. He breathed into Adam a creative breath that brought something that was formed and turned it into life. And I think for us today, when we think about what's been deposited inside of us and what you are a carrier of, that our heavenly father the one that spoke life into existence, got down, formed man out of the dirt, and he intimately got face to face and breathed life into us. There is intimacy there that I think sometimes we forget. He was so intentional whenever he designed us. He, he planned you on purpose with something to share with the world. I think sometimes we think we're second place. I think that we look at all that he created and the heavens and the earth and everything that he spoke and we we find ourselves second place. But I'm here to tell you that he created the heavens and the earth but with his words, but with intimacy, he designed you. 
And he puts you on this earth to help reflect who he is and to rule. I wanna remind you and I wanna encourage you that God has put something inside of you. For some, he has put an extra amount of courage because our God is courageous. For some, there is an extra amount of compassion and love to be given to others. You are beautiful because God is beautiful. You have got the character and nature of God and you can provide. You can be creative because God created you just like him. There's a quote that I wanna read. It's by Dick Staub. And it says, when we fully grasp what it means to bear God's image, we are at once struck with the grandeur of our possibilities and the tragedy of our unrealized potential. So I have a question for you. What if your pain and your unmet expectation, your hurts and your wounds are keeping you in a cycle of unrealized potential? See, potential is the ability to become something, but purpose is the actual demonstration of your potential. And I think sometimes we get stuck between the, like the chasm of potential and purpose and we struggle. And, I, and I'm challenging you tonight to ask yourself, have I misplaced my identity between potential and purpose? Have I given my identity away? Have I let someone speak into me a different word than what God is saying? I look at, um, so we have two kids and they're 18 and 19. And my daughter, Madison, is our oldest. And I think about this difference between potential and purpose with her. And she was a basketball player for probably six years. She started in seventh grade and she started out with your typical community league ball and went to school ball and fall ball and travel ball and all the balls. She did all of them. And so, but she resembles the character and nature and the likeness of her dad and I. For me, she got her chattiness. She loves to talk. If you're around me much, you know, I love to do the same. Um, But her athleticism, she got from her dad. I am not athletic. I did attempt to do the drill team once. I'm glad there's not social media. So um, athletic is not my gift, but it is her dad's. And Madison came out of the gate when she started playing ball. And, and I know I'm a parent, so I think she's like the best. And I think she should have gone to like the women's whatever NBA. I don't know what even it's called. But um, really, she was good. She really was. And I'm not just saying that. Um, so Madison started as a three-point shooter and she had a beautiful shot. It was like totally natural. She was like little bitty and she's like shooting threes from the side. She kept shooting threes, all was good. Then she moved into being a point guard. She had this amazing ability to read the court and she could read it before she ever really even got to the half court line. I mean, she was just so, so spot on with it. And it was so fun to watch. But Madison had many coaches over her time of playing ball. She had some good coaches that really spoke life into her. And she had some coaches that really spoke death into her. And I look at Madison and I look at the chasm that she found herself in between 
potential, which is the ability to play amazing ball, and purpose on the court, the demonstration of her nurturing her identity in the sport to produce fruit on the court. And I, it, it was interesting because she, it all depended on who she was under, what coach she was under and what the coach said about her and what the coach said to her. Some coaches spoke life to her potential and spoke life into her ability and encouraged her in the right ways. And other coaches did the opposite. You're a loser. You'll never amount to anything. If you would work harder in practice, then I would start you and she would work harder, the whole thing. Um, But for Madison, we, her dad and I would sit back and we would watch our daughter, sometimes when there was school ball and travel ball happening at the same time, we could watch our daughter on the weekend with travel ball demonstrate this beautiful purpose on the court. Everything was fluid, but the moment she stepped into her school ball, everything went shut down. Now, her potential, the actual ability to play the sport, to see the court, to to have the mental toughness that's needed, the ability was always there. The coaches never took the ability, they took the purpose. And so I wonder for us today, how many of us have lost our purpose, we've mistaken our identity, we've misplaced it because others in our life have spoken a different word. Because sometimes we're with people that are encouraging and that are gonna lift us up and that are gonna come alongside us and we're gonna grow together. But sometimes we're with people that speak negative into our life. Sometimes our um, circumstances don't work out like we think that they should. Sometimes we've got unmet expectations and we find ourselves stuck between purpose and between potential and purpose. And as I watched Madison struggle between the two, I wanna ask us this question. I wonder what God feels about his sons and daughters as we wrestle between potential and purpose based on what's spoken over us. It broke my heart to watch Madison wrestle for six years because I knew her ability. I knew what was inside of her. And I think God grieves the same way. God's plan and his purpose for our life though, did not stop in the garden. It continued when Jesus came on the scene. And our fullness of our identity, living on the right side of the cross, really you see the shift happen when Jesus comes and God loved us so much. He loved you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for your sins. He loves you that much and he is so dedicated to your mistaken identity, to your misplaced identity that he wants it to come back to the cross so desperately that he says, I'm gonna send my one and only son to pay a price for them so that they don't ever have to struggle with this again. When Jesus was on the cross, it says he exhaled and he said, it is finished. And this is that second breath that we see. When he exhaled on the cross, he made a way in that moment for us to come back to our first love. He made a way for us to have an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe that we don't have to try anymore. We just have to be. 
I wanna look at Ephesians 2.10. It says, we have become his poetry, recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he's given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. There's a commentary that I read that said, as we yield to God, our prearranged destiny comes to pass and we are rewarded for simply doing what he wanted us to accomplish. He has set our purpose in motion. We just need to simply surrender to his plan. And so I think when I look at Jesus and what he did on the cross, there is an amazing principle of surrender that for us to live in a place of identity on the right side of the cross, we have to get this. Jesus surrendered and he exhaled his very last breath on the cross for you and I. And I think for us, he's saying, I need for you to exhale. I need for you to let go of the mistaken identity that you've been holding on to for far too long. And I need you to release that to me so I can actually resuscitate life back to you. We hold on to this self-discovery of identity. I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna take, you know, all of the, the personality tests, which I love those, I'm not hating on them. But we, we put, sometimes, this is off notes, but it's gonna be a little free. Sometimes we take our potential and our purpose and we get them backwards. Sometimes we try to find our purpose without ever stopping to see our potential, to see the God-given intent and ability inside your life. Stop trying to match up to someone else's purpose because their, pos- their potential looks different than yours. What God put inside of them looks different than what he put inside of you. The way they represent God looks different than the way that you represent God. And it's beautiful. And so I think we've got to switch the order around and in the process, we, we surrender and we exhale just like Jesus did on the cross. In Matthew 10, 39, it says, all who seek to live apart from me will lose it all, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. See, I think this surrender initiates a shift in our life that has to take place to get us to the last breath we're gonna talk about. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he rose three days later and it says in John that he walked, he he went to go meet the disciples, that he walked through the wall. Hello. He said, peace be with you. (laughs) He said, peace be with you. And then he said, he took a deep breath and he breathed on them something new. In John 20, 22, it says, then Jesus taking a deep breath, he blew on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. See this breath that he's talking about is the same breath in Genesis 2, 7, when it says that God formed man and breathed life into him. This is living on the right side of the cross. This is getting everything that Jesus paid for, for your identity. When he, I I think tonight, he's wanting to walk through some of your walls, maybe some walls that you've put up to try to self-protect, maybe some walls that have been built over time because of hurt and pain in your life, but he's wanting to walk through the walls and say, peace, peace. 
peace. And then he's gonna take a really deep breath and he's gonna breathe inside of you. He's gonna breathe in something new in your life and that is the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus left us with a supernatural partner. And in order for us to have purposed identity, in order in order for us to have the identity on the right side of the cross that is alive and empowered and sustained, we've got to allow him to resuscitate the old me. We've got to allow him to resuscitate the parts of my life that I've been maybe holding on to too tightly for far too long. We've got to resuscitate, we've got to let him resuscitate part of the, the parts of us that maybe we have breathed our last breath and we feel dead. That's what the Holy Spirit is for today. The Holy Spirit actually means the wind and breath of God. So I think it's so cool in John when he says that Jesus took a deep breath and he breathed on them the breath of life. He not only just breathed on them, but he breathed on them the the spirit of God that actually represents the breath of life. I think God's so cool. In Romans 8, 11, let's read this together. It says, yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. See, this breath of life resuscitates dying things around you. This breath of life brings order into chaos. It ignites passion in your identity. In John 14, it talks about greater works will we do on this side of heaven than even Jesus did. And that great, I think sometimes in that flipping the, the potential and the purpose and getting them in the wrong spot, I think we look at that purpose and we say, greater works that I'm gonna do than he did. And that's great. And you can do them and he's amazing. And we're, we see healings and things like that. But I think the, the relational aspect of our father is saying, can we identify what I've intended you to be? And you think you can go out and do works and see healings like that? Wait till you get a hold of the intent of who I've designed you to be. Wait until you actually know inside of yourself what you are intended to represent here on this earth. At that moment, when the Holy Spirit comes in and resuscitates those dead things after you've surrendered them to the cross and he resuscitates those dead things back to life, let's just talk about powerful living. In John 14, 27, it says, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. I think we are living in a time now that courage feels like it's going down the tubes. I think we muster up courage in our own life to try to sometimes just go to the grocery store. Let's just be honest. I think sometimes we muster up, that we're trying to muster up the courage to maybe take a step in a direction and do something that we felt purpose to do, and, and, but it's been scary and we're trying to muster up that faith and that courage inside of us. But God is saying, 
let's just go back to what I've created you to be. Let's just do that. Because when we do that, when we do that together, your dreams are gonna come true. Your purpose is gonna be revealed on this earth. When you receive the Holy Spirit, either at salvation or fresh infilling, whether it's in your car and you're like, Jesus, um, his breath has the ability to sustain you. It has the ability to create something inside of you. It has the ability to restore and empower you. See, your original intent of being a carrier of God's image and likeness while ruling over the earth comes alive with purpose. For me, I have struggled with this tension between potential and purpose all of my life. And I am saying, yay, God, that I am seeing the real Natalie that he's created me to be. But it has been a journey. And for me, I've spent years trying to make my own purpose around my potential. See, that was my problem. I I didn't try to go make purpose to find potential inside of me. I felt like I knew my potential So then I tried to go out and recreate my purpose. And it was probably 10 years of striving. And I think some of us today are probably find ourselves striving. But it was 10 years of striving to create this purpose that would make me feel good. And it took my circumstances hitting rock bottom for me to stop and surrender. And I think for some of us, he's saying today, it's time to surrender. So I, um, I loved how Dustin was so vulnerable um, last week and um, counseling and inner healing is a theme. Um, so I too found myself in um, a, an inner healing session, whole week of it actually. And, uh, and so it was a back-to-back uh, every day for five days from eight to five. If you all know inner healing, that's a lot of inner healing. Um, so, but what I found was, is there were so, I, I, I began to surrender, back to that principle of surrender. I began to surrender to him everything that I thought that I was. And I began to surrender Um, all of the things that I had tried to create on my own. And I'll never forget, there was one time that I was, uh, one of those days, I was in her office and she, normally we would go out for lunch together uh, in the middle of the day. But this time she said, I can't go out to lunch with you. Um, I need you to go alone. And so I was like, oh man, okay. But God met me in such a way. See, before I was so wrapped up in what, in my potential, trying to get to my purpose, that I was like, I counted the cost of going to the grocery store. Who's gonna see me? What will they think of me? What should I do to get noticed? Because the whole time, I feel like I'm bubbling with potential and I'm just trying to find some purpose. And so after I surrendered that through the course of, well, that was a week, but it, but it was a con- 
tenure process that took a while. I walked out of her office that day and I took a really deep breath. And for the very first time in my life, I remember like it was yesterday, feeling feeling the breath of God come inside of me for the first time. You know, when you walk outside and maybe it's spring and you take a deep breath and you know the seasons are changing or crisp air. Um, and it's this refreshing breath that you take. But I had a supernatural encounter after I surrendered some things. The Holy Spirit breathed His life on me in a fresh new way. And I've never been the same. And so I think tonight He wants to encounter us in that way. Tonight, I think He wants to give us an experience with Him back to intimacy, back to love of the Father, back to your original intent because he wants to resuscitate you. He wants to breathe some fresh life in you. And so I want us to remember that your identity on the right side of the cross looks like your original design, the reason God made you. What did he put inside of you? How do you, how do you resemble him? Your original design surrendered at the foot of the cross so that you can encounter a resuscitation through the breath of the Holy Spirit. And I know tonight He wants us to encounter Him. He wants us to come before Him in an act of surrender so that He can breathe life into us. And I'm confident that He's gonna meet you tonight. So if you wouldn't mind, stand up wherever you are. If you're at home, I just encourage you to posture yourself in a way that you just wanna receive from Him. Our prophetic team has been praying over you this week. They've got some words of knowledge for you tonight and God's gonna do some healing tonight. And so I want us this just to be a continuation of what we were experiencing in worship, which was this beautiful presence of the Lord, full of peace, full of love, full of patience, full of kindness. Tonight, God is telling some of you, I'm not ashamed of you. I haven't forgotten about you. I love you. I love you just the way you are. Because I know that, he says, I know that my love is gonna transform you back to your original intent. Some of you feel like that you have got to fix yourself before you can come back to the Father. He wants you just the way you are. So tonight, there's two things that I feel like the Lord wants to do. I think there's some of us maybe at home watching or here in the room that need to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior for the very first time. You heard me talking about this fresh um, breath and identity and purpose and potential. And you're like, I don't feel any of that. I don't know who you're talking about, but there's something on the inside of you that's stirring to say, but I wanna know. And I want you to know that tonight, God is gonna meet you right where you are. 
that when He created you, when He formed you in your mother's womb and when He breathed the breath of life on you, He has not taken that breath away. I think the second thing that God wants to do tonight is He wants to resuscitate some old misplaced identity. And I think we all can say we have struggled with that at some point in our past. I think for some of us, we are stuck in the tension of potential and purpose. I think some of us have misplaced our identity based on others around us, based on pain from our past, based on unmet expectations. And tonight God is saying, I just really want you to surrender that to me because my son paid the ultimate price for you so that you could be resuscitated as a brand new person. So tonight, whether you're here in the room or you're watching online, I want us to just close our eyes. And first I want to talk to those that say, I wanna receive Jesus for the very first time. And as you're sitting in your seat or as you're at home, I just want you to have a conversation with your creator. The one that when he created mankind, he had you in mind, that one. And I want you to have a conversation with him that goes a little bit like this. Father, I surrender my life to you. I accept Jesus as my savior. I surrender my will, my wrong thinking, and I receive by faith, by faith, your grace and salvation. I just wanna pray over you. If you said that prayer for the very first time, and if you feel comfortable just holding your hands out, God, thank you for your creative identity, for your intent for us to simply bear the likeness of who you are. No strings attached. So Lord, as they are coming back to their first love, which is you, Father, I pray right now that you would cover them in joy, in peace, Speak peace over you right now. For the rest of us that it's time for you to surrender your mistaken identity. I'm not saying you have to have, you have to be falling apart. Maybe it's just a piece of you that it's time to surrender that part of you back to the Lord for the original intent in which you were created for. Maybe you've spent a lifetime trying to create purpose to find your potential. Maybe you're stuck in the tension of frustrated because you feel the potential, you know the heart of God for your life, but you're not finding purpose, that's what you feel. God is saying, will you surrender that back to me? 
because my son paid the ultimate price for you to never have to wrestle with this again. So if that's you, I just want you to raise your hands out in front of you or posture yourself, you can kneel. I sense God is saying, son, daughter, I see you. I see every part of you. And I like what I see. He wants to encounter you tonight in a way that you're never the same. For some of you, you've been striving and living in a place of failed attempts. Attempts of self-discovery. But God is waiting with His arms open wide just for you. So God, I thank you that your arms are big enough for us all. I thank you, Lord, that your arms are big enough for all of my stuff, for my unmet expectations, for my anger, for my fear, for my wounds that were inflicted upon me by others or self-inflicted. I want you to tell your father I surrender. I surrender this mistaken identity, the false identity, the striving. I surrender. I heard the Lord say this week to me that someone needs to hear that God is saying to you, I have unlimited resources. What you're worried about, don't. I'm the creator of the universe. With his spoken word, he formed mankind. With intimacy, he brought you to life. I think some of you here are experiencing or have experienced some deep hurts and you are grieving to be healed. God wants to heal you. Surrender. Exhale. For some of you here, you have possibly had some long-standing alignments, some beliefs that you've been believing, some words you've been saying over yourself to be healed. You've been, you've been craving that. You've been asking God for that. And I just speak over you right now in the name of Jesus, breakthrough for a lifetime of struggle and addiction. Breakthrough. Surrender. 
because the Holy Spirit's gonna resuscitate something inside of you and it's gonna blow your mind. Our prophetic team, as they were praying for you, felt like that there were some people here that or watching online that might have persistent cramping or ch- almost like a charley horse in your right leg, ankle, or foot. I speak healing over that in the name of Jesus. If that's you, I just encourage you to put your hand wherever that cramping or the charley horse is and in the pain, surrender it back to Him. He's gonna breathe something inside of you that's new. And lastly, our team feels like God is saying He wants to heal some families. And I know God is in the business of bringing together families. And so if you've been struggling or wrestling, maybe you're a parent and you feel like that you have not done a good enough job. I want you to know that the God of the universe that can move mountains, that can bring water to dry land, can reach your son or your daughter wherever they are. For some of you, you're in a broken family. And I think tonight God is saying, surrender it to me. Give it to me. I wanna heal your family, but I really wanna heal you too. I really wanna love you too. And so as we go into one last song tonight, I want you to stay in the posture of surrender. And if, as I've been talking, if you haven't thought of, or if something hasn't bubbled up on the inside of you, something to give back to Jesus. I just want you to listen because His greatest desire for you is to have an identity that is so full of purpose, that is so full of who He is and that represents Him so well that dead men come back to life. That eyes that are blind get to see that lame men get to walk, that healing happens, that inner wounds, that pain that you're feeling goes away. And so his invitation to you tonight is, what have I created you to be? How do you represent me? And son and daughter represent me well. Because it's your time here to rule and reign on this side of heaven. So as we close with this song, I just want you to stay right where you are and let Jesus love on you.